Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, the founder of the Dream Chasers platform, and thank you for tuning into our content. We've got some phenomenal creators making a name for themselves on this platform, and we just want to say thank you for going on this journey with us. It's been a lot of fun over the past few years, and hey, we're just getting started. We would also like to take this moment to shine light on our sponsor, Raise Masters, the number one mastermind for elite capital raisers. To learn more about Raise Masters, you can go to raisemasters.com. That's raisemasters.com. And again, thank you for investing your most valuable resource with us, your time. Now kick back and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the TGIF with Courtney podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Stone, and today we're joined by a great guest, Olivia Crane. Olivia, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm great. I'm great. It's a little rainy here today in Chicago, but you know, we're getting over that. (laughs) It's nice (laughs) where you are, I'm guessing. Yes, the sun's shining and it's probably at least 80, I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. We're still in yeah. a bit of the best weather here, but yeah. So we'll just jump right into it. Why don't you tell us about your story and your business and what are you doing right now? Yeah, of course. So uh, I own a business called Amplified Social. We're a little marketing agency that we mainly focus in social media marketing um, with content creation for businesses, but also educating uh, business owners, mostly solopreneurs and people who are getting started off. Um, on social media strategy and and re- what really goes into a, a really well-rounded content strategy. Um, I got started doing what I'm doing probably about four years ago, but really introduced to the entrepreneurial world probably a little bit longer than that, maybe about six years ago now at this point. And um, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. A lot of people who are business owners grow up with people in their family, their parents were entrepreneurs or somebody close to them owned a business and they kind of grew up and were introduced to it at a young age. Um, That's not my story. I really never saw myself owning my own business. While I was always interested in being a a business person, I really thought that I was going to kind of work my way up the corporate ladder. And I got introduced to entrepreneurship through network marketing, actually, like, like I said, about six or seven years ago now. Uh, which my time flies, by the way, it's, it's like crazy to even like think about, but um, yeah. And it just really um, opened my eyes to the possibilities of what it would be like to just create your own destiny. I know it sounds like so cliche, but just kind of being in control of your own life. Um, And so through network marketing, I actually learned so many skills that I didn't in like university or anything that I did like post-grad or even in my corporate job, um, I was in corporate sales. So you would actually think that I was actually getting very good training. It was one of the highest regarded sales training, like in the country, but what I learned in network marketing was so much more valuable for what I do today. Um, so I, um, did pretty well with that. And then I left my corporate job in August of 2017 and been kind of navigating um, ever since with, you know, different business ventures and things that um, I'm interested in and just kind of finding the freedom and flexibility that I enjoy. Um, Amplified really took off during the pandemic. Um, and now we kind of, um, I have an employee and we have kind of two sides of the business, but I feel like that will go into another question. So I'll let you ask something else. I mean, yeah. What are the two sides of your business then? What, uh, what's the structure of it? 
Yeah. So before the pandemic, it was just me and I was a very hands-on local based social media manager. So I was going out to businesses. Um, I was working with mostly people in the retail and restaurant industry. And I would go out every day and I would take pictures and take video and upload to their stories. And my work really consisted of like going to the client's business and doing it more so like in real time. So like every day I kind of be deciding, okay, what's going on? What are we going to post? And I loved it at the time because when I first started working from home, when I left my corporate job, I really struggled with the being alone and working from home and not really having a place to go. So when I started doing social media management, it was like, perfect for me at the time because I was getting out, I was able to socialize. Um, I was able to like kind of have a schedule and have a place to be, which, which at the time was really important to me. But after a couple of years of that, I really was like this, I'm, I'm not really charging enough money to like hire somebody else, not really making enough money to really be able to scale and expand. But my time is spread so thin and there's really no other way that I can take on even more clients than I already have. So it was a really like, it's, it sounds silly, but it was almost like a really labor intensive. It was, it was really hard to basically grow my client base when I was already taking up with clients. And I think maybe a lot of people can relate to that too. You get so, uh, so far in with clients um, and you feel like you can't take any more. And really the only way to manage that is either pivot your business model or start to hire. Um, so in the position that I was in, um, well, we were just coming up on the pandemic. And before the pandemic happened, um, I did have the idea to take things virtual because I felt like it would be a more um, flexible model for me. And I, at the time, I was dating um, my now husband who was living in the U.S., and I was living in Canada. We met at a friend's wedding. Little did we know the cross-border issues that, that, that would arise with that. Um, but I did want to be able to take things virtual so that I could work from wherever I was, whether, uh, you know, I was visiting him in the U S or I was home in Canada. Um, so I was planning a, a new structure, probably in, in around January, 2020, I started to plan things out and, and really think about things. And then the pandemic happened and, um, I actually lost every last one of my in-person clients. Um, and so I went from making, you know, wasn't a whole lot, a couple grand a month to literally zero, no income coming in at all. Um, but it was really, I can't even say like it was a blessing in disguise. It was just simply a blessing for me because I knew it was exactly what I needed in order to be able to like pivot my business model properly without the strain and stress of the time consuming clients that I was uh, dealing with at the time. So um, I quickly pivoted and what I, what I did was I launched a, a coaching program for business owners to really learn the strategy behind social media. And that was something that I was lacking when I was just doing the social media management. I found that I really wasn't using my full skill set because, you know, I, it, and it was really helpful to the business owners because it enabled them to kind of be hands off the social media. And I was taking photos, doing the posting and all that, which is very important, but it really didn't allow me to use the strategic side that I knew was also so important. So when I launched my first coaching program back in April of 2020, that's really what it was based on. It was based on like strategic content planning um, and creation so that business owners could really produce more meaningful content for their audiences. 
Awesome. I mean, yeah. And then you got another member on board and stuff like that. So it sounds like you guys are doing great now and great business. And I think the the pandemic, though it came with a lot of problems, also, I think, did help people repivot in their jobs, especially entrepreneurs, because it's a completely different world if you can't meet someone in person and just social media is so big nowadays. It's it's the ever-present thing in everyone's lives popping up on their phone. So I'm definitely sure there's demand in the market <laughs> for your, your company. Oh my gosh. Yeah, big time. And like, um, you're so right. Like, I mean, I know we've, we've talked the pandemic to death and I don't really want to, you know, continue to bring it up in that way, but it was such an opportunity for business owners to pivot and, um, like for me, it, it tripled my revenue. Like I I'm growing now more than I ever would have been able to without this happening. And like looking back at it, like, I don't know that I would have actually pivoted my model or if I would have just given up because, um, I really, when I was kind of doing the in-person thing, like, I don't know that I would have really gotten the opportunity that the pandemic gave me to like, just have such a fresh start on what we were doing. Um, and I was lucky that I was kind of already planning that pivot, but it really just kind of like accelerated it and pushed it and then gave me other demand as well. And now like we offer like so many different services than I ever thought I would. And, and kind of like what I was saying earlier, like we really have two sides, like we do the coaching and the training. So I call it like our education side where I have like my coaching programs, uh, both one-on-one and group coaching, as well as I do like workshops for organizations and it's all virtual. And I, I feel like it's easier, not only for myself, but for people too, because we're all busy and the pandemic changed our lives in so many ways that it's, it's just so flexible for anybody to be like anywhere in the world, whether they're, you know, right now I'm sitting in my car because I'm at the beach. Um, whereas before the pandemic, yeah, (laughs) like before the pandemic, like, I feel like that wouldn't be a thing. It would be like, you know, way too unprofessional or whatever, but we just have so much flexibility. And I, and I love clients who are as flexible as I am. Um, and it's so great. But then we also still do the social media management side. We just do it virtually. And again, it allows us to reach so many more people. Like we have clients all across Canada and into the US now. Um, whereas my original model just wouldn't have allowed for that. You know, I was going to businesses and, and taking pictures on my iPhone. Uh, whereas now we kind of focus more on like graphic um, and content creation through Canva. We got to love Canva. Big shout out. Um, and then also, you know, we, we hire photographers in an area if people need that. So it's just so much more sustainable. It's so much more fun. Like, and it's also so much more like, like prosperous for everybody. Like, I feel like I've been connected to so many other, um, industries and owners that I'm able to collaborate. And it's like just such this bigger team, even though I've like never met any of these people. If that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. It sounds like you've been doing bigger and better things and you're continuing to do bigger and better things. So that's amazing and props to you. So I did want to ask, so how do you kind of keep yourself so focused and motivated to grow your business? I know you said you started out in more of a a corporate job, um, especially in corporate sales too, like that was different. Like what were your motivations behind pivoting that really drove you to your success today? Yeah, that's an awesome question. Like, I think it changes, um, like as your life evolves, like originally when I was in the corporate job, I really just was so sick of this, like two week holiday thing, you know, and it just seemed so like you, you were looking at everybody online who, 
Um, you know, were having more freedom and flexibility with where they were working, how often they were working. And I think that was my drive beginning. It's a bit of a smack in the face when you hit reality and realize how much work it actually is to build a business. And, and that, that freedom does not come um, quickly or easily for a lot of people. Um, and nor myself, you know, I, I went into a lot of debt trying to do what I'm doing right now. But I guess like, you know, kind of a, a sideline to your question, like we, we live in such a world, of course, of instant gratification, but it really does take a few years to really get on your feet with what you're doing. And that's what I'm seeing now. Like if I look at like what, when I first started, when I left my corporate job, I thought it was going to be where I was at um, with my corporate job in like three to four months. That was so unrealistic and so naive of me at the time. And it's, it's a part of my story. And I, I like talking about that. Like I, le- I left my corporate job way too early. Um, I didn't have a back- backup plan, which, you know, you can look at that in two ways. I didn't have any kids and I wasn't married. So for me, it was fine. You know, like I didn't have any huge commitments um, in my life. So that was fine. But, um, you know, looking back at it, I think I would have, um, just told myself, Hey, like, let's have a little bit more of like, uh, a, a, you know, a safety net <laughs> yeah. underneath myself, you know, yeah. rather than just diving in head first, but you know, no regrets. Like I'm, I'm here where I am today because I, you know, climbed up out of the, the sea of debt that I had to drive myself into in order to continue to sustain, you know, my, whatever bit of lifestyle that I could getting started in my business, like starting to figure everything out. But, um, you know, at the beginning it was, um, like the freedom and, and that was like such a big dream. Um, and that I thought was going to come so much quicker, but then actually sometimes it really was demotivating, right? Like, it's like, Oh, like how deflating to think that you were going to hit a goal, you know, in six months and, and be in such a worse position than you were when you started. So um, I think I kind of got a lot of the ups and downs in the beginning um, and just really realized, you know, about four or five years in now that a time goes by really freaking quickly. Like mm-hmm. time flies. I, I would never picture myself where I am today. Like I left my corporate job living in St. John's Newfoundland in the rain and snow Um dating an ex-boyfriend at the time that I was living with. And now I'm like living my dream life, married to my dream man in Florida. Um, so you, you just don't know where it's going to take you. But, um, as I kept going, so of course, you know, um, paying off debt was a really big motivation for me. Um, so, you know, every, every time I onboarded a new client, I would like cut down on my debt. And I, I was really focused on that. I wasn't someone who, I didn't keep driving myself into that debt that I had. I, you know, took my money and then put it down on debt, but that, you know, really didn't allow me to have much savings at the time, but I kind of kept going with that. And then, you know, the next year it was like, oh, well, okay, I've got a little bit more under my feet now. Now maybe I want to like take things virtual in order to be able to kind of work from wherever I want. And, um, you know, I, and I reached that goal and I, you know, got out of debt and then was, was able to do the virtual model. And then it became more of a, I want to actually be known for what I do. Um, And so that's when I started kind of working with some organizations where I was from and kind of branched out and was like, because at first I feel like I was very 
like not confident in what I was doing, almost like I couldn't trust myself or, you know, I was like, oh, I was just so new getting started that I just didn't have the confidence in order to like put myself out there and say like, hey, I actually know what I'm talking about. So once I reached that point, it was very motivating for me to um, work with organizations in order to do workshops and meet new people. And like the networking side of things was a big motivator for me. Um, you know, it goes, goes all up through, but I will say probably my biggest motivator to date um, has happened very recently. And that's been hiring a full-time employee. And I think a lot of people can relate to this too. If you've hired a full-time employee, not, you know, not a, a, you know, outsourced contract, which is, which is great as well to get started. But I feel so responsible for her. Like I'm literally responsible for her income and her, you know, health insurance and her um, security in a position. And I've just put my head down these last few months and been like, I need to make this so stable because it's not just me anymore. Yeah, I think that's a, a great factor. I'm, I mean, and everything that you said too before sounds like you, like most people do, they grow and their experiences and everything changes. And, um, oh, what did you say? I, I, you said like, well, also to every entrepreneur, I feel has that kind of failure moment where then they grow into bigger and better things after. And I think like, not that you failed, but it just like, your model shifted and you went through hardships. And I think that is a testament more so than just to someone who can pick up a business, which almost never happens with no failure. So yeah, I think it's another great testament to showing that you can put your mind to doing anything and starting your own business and making a name for yourself. And I, I love that. Absolutely. That motivator. Like, yeah, I-, I feel like, you know, if you don't, you know, reach what you want to reach in, in the first even the first couple of years, like just still don't give up. You might need to pivot and you might need to change up what you're doing a little bit, which is okay. But if you want to own your own business and create what you want to create, I think like not giving up is, is like the number one thing. Like thinking grow rich is like one of my favorite books. And I love the story about, um, in the beginning of the book, there's a story about, um, it's by Napoleon Hill, um, if anybody's listening and hasn't read it, but um, the beginning is about uh, two, two guys who are basically like digging for gold and they buy all this equipment and they're digging uh, down in this hole because somebody told them that, you know, there's a vein of gold in here and it's going to, you know, make you like riches and riches at the time, right? So they're digging, digging, digging. And they lost the vein of gold. They, they didn't see anymore. And so they gave up, you know, after so long, they gave up. And the, this like junkyard guy um, bought their equipment. They sold it to like a junkyard guy and the junkyard guy consulted a professional on um, where, you know, if, if they were any further or if there was actually gold there or not. And he consulted someone and, they, and he was like, so according to my calculations, you know, they stopped drilling three feet from all the gold and he was right. So the junk, the junkyard man um, went and started digging again. They were only three feet away from all the riches. And I just feel like I, I've stuck with that story for so long because I feel like it's so true. Like success is always one step past failure. You, you need to keep going and not give up when you're literally like three feet away. So just keep going. 
Yeah, I love that sentiment. I'll have to check out the book. I love the synopsis too. It was great. It convinced me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, switching gears here a little bit, I, you run a successful business. Uh, you have now your own full-time employee and that's amazing. And I'm sure it keeps you on your toes and you're very busy all the time, but how do you uh, take time for yourself and kind of recharge yeah, so I, I'm very blessed to have a, a good schedule with my husband. He kind of dictates um, what I do because he's a pilot. And so he, um, I, this is like so different, I feel like for other people, but for my personal story, when he's at work, I'm able to punch those long days and really focus. And I really enjoy my alone time in the house um, right now. So like when he's at work, I try to pack in as much as I possibly can. And I like the quietness. I like, you know, kind of being on my own routine and schedule. And I think that comes from too, like we were in a distance relationship for um, two and a half years. And so I spent a lot of time on my own. I lived alone when I lived in St. John's and it kind of just got me into that routine. I know, I know not everybody has the same situation, but um, for me, it's the alone time that I really need to like put my head down and focus. Um, And I can, I can work, you know, 12, 13, 14 hour days if I want to, um, if I know that I'm going to get another like little break kind of coming up. So I just, I just go with like the flow of what my life allows, like I'll work those long days and then I'll be able to have the flexibility when he comes home, um, to, you know, spend a day at the beach, like I'm doing today or, you know, um, you know, do things with him. Cause he's, when he's off, he's off when he's away, he's working. So that's kind of how I structure what I do. Um, and then I also um, am lucky to be able to delegate now to my employees. So that kind of gives me a little more freedom as well. And it allows me to focus more on sales, um, which is I love sales. I've always loved sales. And it's kind of just like building, like I'm kind of working on the business rather than in the business. So it's definitely like more flexible too, because you kind of get to pick and choose like how much you want to do. Um, and yeah, I just, I guess like my answer is like, I, I work when I can work and I have the flexibility when I'm off and like, I'll do my very best to like make, um, you know, make room for my clients. Like I'll, I'll never flake on a call. Like if I, and I try to kind of schedule my, um, time like that as well. Like I try to schedule calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays so that I know, you know, I'm not all that flexible on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I just try to kind of try to, um, schedule my time in a consistent way as much as I can um, and then kind of put my head down when I can. No, I really like that. And I think it's important, the alone time, especially that you're talking about. I think everyone needs that just to kind of break away from the crowd and center themselves and really know what they've accomplished too. Just take a step back and look at all your work, especially when you're working those long days and then also have time for yourself after. So yeah, that sounds great. And it's definitely a different structure, but I don't think any, I think a lot of people would be envious of your position to have that flexibility, <laughs> even though there are long hours. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I don't know what your, uh, your listeners, but um, I don't have kids right now either. So that makes a huge difference. And it'll be interesting to see, like, it just, it changes so much. And like, it kind of goes back to the motivation question too. Like it's changed over the years and the schedule has changed over the years. Like when I first started, my schedule was completely on my clients because I I had to be there at certain times. Um, and then it was like, okay, a pandemic happened. I was literally living by myself. We were in, you know, quarantine. So I had literally nothing to do, but work. 
So I did, you know, and, but that's just, you know, some will call it painful. Others will call it lucky. I would call it more so lucky. Like I literally, I didn't have anything else to do. So I just work. Um, and I enjoy my work. I had a, I have a little chihuahua that I take care of and that's it. <laughs> um, and then when I moved, um, you know, I was still able to, I, I had grown a little bit more when I moved. So, you know, it gave me the little bit of flexibility that I could have to say, yeah, if I don't want to work on a Friday, I'll have to work on a Friday. Um, and then my employee as well. So I think, and then when I, you know, when we get married, when we get, um, when we have kids, you know, in, in a couple of years time, it's going to change again, you know? So I think it's just the season of life. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. Um, definitely your story was great. And I'm sure I've learned stuff from it as well as everyone who listens. So just have one more question for you and then I'll let you get out to the beach in the sun. Um, What's your favorite song or podcast that you'll be blasting once you get out there? Oh my gosh. Um, So podcast wise, I actually love listening to Rob Dial. Do you listen to his, um, it's called Mindset Motivation Podcast and I listen to it all the time. I think he puts out like three a week and it's so good. They're like short clips. Um, I do not song wise. What's that? I I'll definitely have to. I have not heard of this podcast. Oh, it's so good. It's good, like for like short drives or if you're like getting ready in the morning. I really like his podcast, and it's it's one of the very first personal development podcasts I ever listened to. Actually, it's not one of it's the first personal development podcast I ever listened to, probably back in like 2015 or 2016. And I still listen to it today. (laughs) His podcast is really good. So that's my answer. (laughs) Awesome. And you said you were going to say a song. Um, Oh my God. I can't think of a song. What song? Why am I thinking like Dua Lipa? I mean, that's that's a great beach vibe. Anybody. (laughs) Yeah. Again, thank you so much, Olivia. It was great having you on. I really appreciate your time, especially on a Friday. (laughs) But yeah, any final Of course. No, thanks so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what you do with this too and be listening to all of your episodes. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. That's TJF guys. Thanks.